Hey y'all, it's Cole from the Woodswater Mizzou Podcast. Just wanted to uh, throw a disclaimer on there before the episode starts to let you know. Skeeter had a little bit of audio issues during this episode with uh, Maggie, Brett, and Case. So um, you'll hear a little bit of uh, a little bit in and out from him. Uh, don't blame him, blame the Arkansas internet. Um, so with that, uh, let's get into the episode. <laughs> Okay, how's this sound? It's good. It's going to get... <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou Podcast. Here comes Skier, along with me tonight is just Case. How are you doing? I'm great. Case, uh, our buddy Cole is has some family stuff going on right now, and so they're in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, Everything is good right now, but that's all we're going to say on that. But... We are continuing our summer in front of the fan, and tonight we have two special guests, but we're going to start off with the one and the only 2010 Mizzou graduate, uh, I think Big Game Boomer's favorite Mizzou fan on Twitter. Uh, he ranked th- you like somewhere in the top 50 like college full analysts as well. <laughs> oh, okay, I was number 100, and... Uh, it was like three spots below, like um, Des Howard or something. Yeah, like, like college game day people. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, my friends were laughing, and anytime they say anything about, they're like, those lists are so dumb. And I was like, guys, I'm at number one hundred on this list. I'm like, do not try to take this away from me. Also, yeah, one no, third, was- one third of the Mizzou That's Who podcast. One and Maggie Johnson. Anybody hasn't figured out who you are by now? Oh, hi guys! <laughs> Thanks for having me. For sure. Um, all right, so let's let's jump into it. I know you got things to do tonight, uh, Maggie. How did you become a Mizzou fan? Because if I recall correctly, you're not from a Mizzou family. No, I am not from a Mizzou family. And the weird thing is, is I can't even like put like a moment on it. So I was actually raised 50% Buckeye. My dad is from Columbus, Ohio. I, my mom is, I was born in Omaha. So that side of my family are all Cornhuskers. So we actually have season tickets to Cornhusker games even still now. So if I wanted to go to a Cornhusker game, I could go basically anytime I wanted to. So I don't even remember the exact moment that it was that I was like, I got to go to Mizzou. I mean, I knew when I stepped on campus that I wanted to be a, a Missouri Tiger, but it was later. It wasn't – some people laugh because, like, their parents, you know, took them to games when they were young, and they were like, oh, uh, I was born into it. No, I chose this nightmare of a fandom. Like, I chose <laughs> – like, you know, I chose to be a fan of the a fifth down team. I chose – like, I chose this, um, and people laugh about that too. But, you know, I, I did, I watched like Corby play and, you know, I watched Kareem Rush and Arthur Johnson play and all of that. And I, I just think I fell in love with them and just being in Missouri, which is kind of crazy because we talk about this a lot. You know, I talk to you guys a lot about this, about like being in state and trying to keep guys in state, like keep athletes in state. And I don't know how you can 
be from Missouri or like live in Missouri and like go to Mizzou and not want to be a part of that. Like, cause that's what happened to me is I grew up and I, I mean, most of my life I lived in Missouri and I went there and I just knew I had to be a part of it. Oh, absolutely. I like, love that you said that. Cause like I'm the exact same way. Like I grew up here. Like I, you know, we, we learn about the Missouri capital and we do stuff night when you're growing up as a kid, like this is your state, this is your home. You got to you know support your team. Totally understand that. Um, all right, so got the basis. No, hey, wait. You said your family is Husker season ticket holders, but you're a new Tiger season ticket holder, right? I you am. Decided I to ball I'm, out. Yes, I decide. I do not even know what happened. So, I mean, obviously, I go to games a lot. It's not like I just like don't go to games. Um, I go to games a lot, and sometimes I buy tickets. Sometimes I'm given tickets. It's kind of like a nice like middle ground to be in. But it was like the other day, and I was just sitting at work, and I don't even know what happened. I, I donate to Evertree Tiger Foundation. I donate to um, to the Tiger Scholarship Fund. And I was like, there's some really good home games this year, and I should probably start looking at tickets. And then I was like, man, tickets are kind of expensive. Why don't I just get season tickets? And I just did it. It was like... <laughs> Within, I don't know, and I got great seats, and now I'm just like, they're just in my phone, and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And all my friends were like, oh my gosh, you just pulled it. Can I go to this game with you? Can I do this with you? And now, like, all my friends are, like, stoked. And I'm like, what? I've been trying to get you guys to go to games with me for years. So Yeah, no, it's yeah. as soon as you have tickets just in your phone, they're way more eager to go, and they don't got to buy one. Well, no, it's yeah. a lot of fun. And you're right. They, um... Tickets are expensive, but the season ticket plans from Mizzou Athletics are really affordable, right? Like insanely, because yeah, um, part of each ticket goes to the Tiger Scholarship Fund, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like it counts as a donation. Yeah. So I mean, you're not even fully paying for the ticket itself. You're yeah donating to you know a a good cause. So I mean, and what's cool is even like it's a small donation is they act like you're a full like they act like you're like one of the biggest boosters in missouri and they give you a handwritten note every year they send you a christmas card like like i i sit up in the upper deck and which is the cheapest seat possible um but like they still give me like a really nice christmas card signed by drf and like i get like all this wild stuff and i'm like guys i think i do like a hundred bucks a year like (laughs) but it's cool they they treat me like i'm a big shot it's great i'm already getting like personal emails and like i'm talking to people about parking and they're just treating me like i've done so much for them i was talking to my friend that's an alabama fan and i was like oh i just got season tickets and she's like must be nice i've been on the wait list for 13 years (laughs) well when we finally get it turned around and we're good you're gonna be like a low number like yeah i'm a real one check this shit out (laughs) and that's another thing too is i'm like the amount of times now we're going to be playing teams like Alabama and OU and the you know, Auburn and things at home. It's like, why would you not get the tickets now yeah. while you're going to be able to? Because those Absolutely. teams, they travel so well. It's just, to me, it's just worth it. So it's interesting to say that. And we're on tangent, but this whole show is about going on tangents and just letting them go where they go. Um, one of my best friends uh, lives here. He... Um, he worked for the Memphis Grizzlies, and he came to Kansas City for Sporting Kansas City. That's where I met him. I used to work for them. And um, he since moved on, but he had his cousin. He's from Florida. His cousin from Florida came up here, and he's like, hey, you're up here. Let's go see, Let's go see some sports. It was uh, fall. Chiefs were on the road. Uh, Royals were out of town. So your choices were Mizzou was playing Florida, and uh, Sporting Kansas City was playing a playoff game. And he's like, we got a playoff game over here. We can drive down to Columbia. They've at least something. You can go down there. And he's like, because he has to see football. 
like SEC football, obviously, I'm gonna choose that over soccer. And like, I think we get diluted because like it's Mizzou, we're kind of used to it. But like, we're seeing like the top tier college football every weekend for a really affordable price. Like, that's part of my pitch why we need to fill the stadium up more. Is like, dude, this is like this is the good stuff. Like, this isn't like you know what I'm trying to say. This isn't like Mountain West football. This is you know the good high end stuff. So. Yeah, you're right. You got that stick package, and besides, like, a few games, you're, hell, we're even getting K-State at home this year. Like, there is some killer games throughout. You're getting high-quality football for all that package. And you're still seeing, I mean, I've seen Johnny Manziel play football. And, I mean, obviously he didn't, nothing really panned out in the NFL. But we've seen players, great NFL players, play in your stadium. Oh, I yeah. Mean, even for our, like, for our team, players that are going to be, yeah. you know, setting, Bolton, Nick Bolton, who, you know, just scored a defensive touchdown in, in a Super Bowl. So it's like, it's like, why would you not want to be in those games and fill up your stadium? It doesn't make sense to me either. So absolutely. Buy That's your season product. tickets. Buy your season tickets. Uh, we, sh- we apparently need to be, we need to be getting an advertisement from the ticket <laughs> I know. Uh, we're office not here. Cause anything. we're just, <laughs> just running an ad for him for the first 10 minutes of this <laughs> podcast, but it's good enough. All right, Skeeter, you sound good. You got a question? Well, just uh, your favorite Mizzou moment. My favorite Mizzou moment. Um. Okay, so my favorite. I always go back to a couple of them. I think the Border War 2007 has to be up there for me because I I was there and it was great and it was exciting and obviously I was a Mizzou student then I was a sophomore at Mizzou so just walking around campus and knowing your team is the number one team in the nation and very well deserved one of the best weeks of my life obviously I wish we could have beat OU I think that would be one of the worst moments but um that one is great and then I think 2010 the like the OU game just being on campus I think is also one of the better ones uh it was just you can't even like explain that type of feeling. I know OU wasn't even. I get well. I mean, they were good on that day, but it, it wasn't one of their better teams. But yeah, that was also just one. And I got to take my brother, who's not even. He's an Ohio. He's a Buckeye fan. He's actually stuck with the family uh, allegiance <laughs> there. Which, of course, like, why wouldn't you? But I got to go with him, and like, he loved it too. So I think that was really cool. So I'm going to tell a fun fact or fun story about that OU game is I had uh, I was on the football team with a kid and his dad was like a massive Mizzou booster. He owns a he owns a potato factory in Kearney, Missouri. Um, and he we'd gone to the Miami, Ohio game that year, had a good time. And his dad's like, you know what? I like you. You're a good kid. Going to the OU game. You should come along. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, let's go. Let's go. And um, I was going to go with him. And then Joe, I don't want to say his name. Sorry. He got a he got a hot date that night and decided to go on that <laughs> side of the game and then his dad took his br- other brother and his friend instead of me and I never forgave him for that because I was senior in high school I was I you know had no connection to go besides that and uh, I've always been a little upset about that so fun fact on that game I was supposed to be there. If it makes you feel any better, which it probably will not, um, my brother played on that Smith Cotton team that Carney beat uh, that like year before in the quarter fi- in the quarterfinals. What year? He, w- he graduated in 09. 
Go dogs. I was on that t- Carney team. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Go damn well, dogs. Well, my dad's obviously Smith. My dad was obviously the football coach of Smith Cotton, and then my dad, my brother was the starting quarterback. So, but my That's brother fun. got to go to the my brother got to go to the Mizzou OU game. So <laughs> that there is that. <laughs> that was my first game at Perot. Was it really? You told me that. You told me yes. that. Yeah, dude, you wouldn't know. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, That's a good we want game at Perot. For real. We want to be Mizzou fans without the heartbreak. Uh, <laughs> We all have moments that stick out to us. What's what's your biggest Mizzou'd moment? Um, oh, my gosh. But there's so many. I think, like, the saddest moments are losing those big games, the ones that, like, would have taken you over, like, over the edge, which is obviously losing OU, I think, in the 2007 Big 12 championship is one that I just remember because I specifically remember I lived in my sorority house in Mizzou. And you know the other sorority girls just don't care as much as I do and I, I remember calling my dad and just like crying and I'm just like it's not there and then I cried him again when the, when KU got picked for the Orange Bowl also crying that it wasn't fair um because it wasn't and they shouldn't have been picked for that game uh I don't know if that one or 2013 hurt more because I was at in Atlanta for that game uh and we're like we're trying to go out and like have fun, and all these Auburn fans are like, "Oh, at least you tried." No, oh, like and I, you guys know me, like you know, I just cannot. Like I was. Trying it's to impossible hold it to have a good time after that. It's impossible. Oh, and I was trying to hold it together and like, be nice, and you know, like, and I just did not want to talk. And everyone's like, "It's okay," and I'm like, "It's really not okay." <laughs> like I'm really not, mad in this. Not, nothing's moment. okay after that. <laughs> Nothing is okay. I'm so mad. We just no. let Trey Mason run like for a million yards. But both of those were um, really sad moments. I think when you think of like Mizzou moments, you think of um, like 2012 um, at Allen Fieldhouse when Phil Pressey was fouled or not fouled. Um, yeah. I think you, you think of the Kentucky game last year with the roughing the punter. I mean, those are like those are like Mizzou moments. Like you think of, I I was too. I don't remember the fifth down. Obviously, I've watched it. Um, I don't remember it in the moment, but I've watched it. But it's just like those moments that make you like think to yourself, "There's got to be something good coming," and yeah. that's what kind of holds you, like hold makes you hold on as a Mizzou fan. That like good karma has to be coming. So. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I agree with that. It's funny you say that. I want to circle this whole podcast on this whole thing on the outdoors side. As we talked to Noah Carter's dad, Joe Carter, and he said that he missed his first couple bucks bow hunting, and that's what like made him like an addict and have to get like really like, oh my god, this is my thing. And Mizzou fan, I think, is a similar thing because, and I I can go with most of my teams on that because the Royals suck for most of my life. The Chiefs were really bad for a while. Mizzou never has gotten to the zenith like those other teams have. But I think watching all those bad years and all those bad things happen are really what lock you in. Like, you almost become yeah. indebted to this team, you know? You can't give up now. Like, we've already seen the worst the worst. There's no there's no point in giving up now. And we've had the taste of the highs. Yes, we've gotten so I, close. That's the thing that people don't realize. Well, I think some people do. I think some people have been like, 
oh my gosh, those Chase Daniel years were so good. And then I tell them, I'm like, that's when I was in school. Like I was there 06 to 10. So I got the Elite Eight and the Chase Daniel years and the Jeremy Macklin years. And I got that that excitement. And then obviously the, the 2013 and 2014 years where we played in the SEC championship. So we got the taste of it. And so it's almost like when people will badmouth us and be like, well, you're Missouri, you've never won anything big. And we sit here and we're like, well, I don't feel that way. Like I sit here and yeah. I'm like, I've I felt like we've not been as bad as some people yeah. might say that we have been because we've had those moments of almost. Yeah. So no. I've I've watched my team play for the Big Toll Championship here in Kansas City. I've seen them on TV in Atlanta twice. Like it's I've seen plenty of we're close. We're always really close, but that's I mean, it's a lot more to be said about other teams in the SEC who've never been to Atlanta in the last, I don't know, I'm 30 years old my entire life, you know. <laughs> Ever. But they talk a lot of ish on us, so it is what it is. Yeah. They know, they know who they are. Yeah, they know who I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, Maggie, you get to pick one national championship for Mizzou. What sport are you picking? Oh, football. Without, without right. a doubt. Um, don't tell... CY or Coach Gates that, but <laughs> so, well, I'm a football girl. I'm a football yeah. girl. Like my dad and I watched film growing up, and like I helped him with playbooks, and you know what I mean. Like I missed out on a lot of things with my dad growing up because football was such a thing. Like my, you know, my dad's in the Missouri Hall of Fame for fo- like it, for high school football. So that's just I'm always gonna pick football, and football you, is king. It just is. Are you the little girl from Remember the Titans? Yeah, that, I'm Hayden that... Panettiere from Remember the Titans for sure. Titans. The amount of times I've gotten that comparison, <laughs> and like, I thought I was going to get kicked out of a lot of football games when I was younger. Funny story. It's not fair, so, Daddy. When my dad um, coached down in southern, like southwest Missouri, kind of close to Arkansas, um, we were in the state playoffs, and my mom, for some reason, got a babysitter for me and my little brother. My sister was a little bit older, so I think she went to the game, and... I was so upset about it, like throwing a fit. And I like called my friend and I'm like, can I like, can I please ride with you guys? Can I please ride with you? Didn't tell my mom. No one had cell phones back then. So like my friend's mom came and picked me up and like drove me to the game. And I just like show up in another town. Like the babysitter just like let me go. And my mom was like, what are you doing here? We definitely never had that babysitter again. (laughs) Get the car. It's it's fine. You do what you want. Yeah. That's the coach. It's all right. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but I had to be there. That that was back when your dad was at Monette, uh, yeah. going up against my hometown favorite Seneca Indians. Yeah, probably, probably get. Well, this game, I think that was probably a, a later game. I think we beat the we beat Aurora in this game, but we probably okay. lost to Seneca later. <laughs> what what is your favorite outdoor activity? Or- Half Mizzou, half outdoors here. Oh, my favorite outdoor activity? Is that what you said? Yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> let's see. I do like to hike. I like to hike a lot, actually. Um, there's a lot of good hiking spots over here in St. Louis, which is uh, where I'm located, in case you couldn't see oh, that. Your head was perfectly in front of the STL. Perfectly blocked. I'm <laughs> blocking my STL. I, um, I like to do that. Uh, if I'm traveling, obviously, I like to, you know, explore beaches and things like that. It's funny because whenever I was thinking about go- going on this podcast and 
talking about like hunting and things like that, which I do um, love game, like eating game and stuff like that. But I'm more of like a gatherer. Like I like, <laughs> I have like a jalapeno plant and like oh my God, banana yeah. pepper plant and stuff like that. My dad like gardens too, and he always brings me like fresh ingredients. So I like to cook with like outdoor, like fresh ingredients and stuff hey, like that. So that's part of it, right? That's that's my house right now. Is my uh, my wife has got she has overtaken half the backyard. It's what we long to mow because I'm mowing around all our plants. But we've got sweet <laughs> corn back there. We've got jalapenos, all kinds of stuff. Um, also, table, the hiking is great, especially those hunters out there, fishers out there, fishermen out there. When we go to Colorado, I just I just put my kid next to me in the like in the water. She's playing in the water; it's great. I'm fishing, fly fishing, and then my wife just walks around the mountain behind me, and then everyone's happy, and yeah, that's the absolute was... best. Because she's not really into fishing; she's not really into hunting or anything. But just like go explore that mountain over there, and we'll sit here and travel. fish. So it all works out. It's a great outdoor activity. Yeah, I like to kayak too. There's not like a ton of places you can kayak around here, but there's a few places like a little bit out in west county here that you can kayak i like to do that kind of stuff too yeah so. do you ever go down do you ever been to like the steelville that river down yeah. there what is the merrimack I, uh is, is it the, the merrimack what is it what am i thinking I, of i went last year actually i went i it was the Huzzah. first time i'd ever been down there and i floated down there that's a good and one it was it was good it was interesting it was like eight miles yeah of floating which is so I don't know if that's normal, but it no, seemed like a long, it's like a super, long time. It's super long. So usually okay. <laughs> me and my wife, we go down to like the, by the, like almost like Joplin and stuff, you know, down oh, that way. Okay. So I got uh, one of my companies that I distribute, they did a, a thing down at Huzza, and I was the only guy from the Kansas City branch to go because it was all too far of a drive. I was like, no, I get three days off work. Like, we're going to go like float. Of course, I'll do that. Because um, way closer to you guys in St. Louis, all other St. Louis guys. But yeah, it is. That's a great river. That's why I asked because I knew you're from that side. You might have been down there, but I really, really enjoyed that one. Yeah, we did like two. We did two nights there. They have like cabins. You have to book it pretty far out. Mm-hmm. And we went for a friend's birthday, and we had a lot of fun. It was very, very hot that weekend, but we had a blast. See, we went like in September. It was the weekend we lost to Boston perfect. College in overtime. You remember that game? Yeah. Yes. So sure I show up do. at all Mizzou stuff because that's just what I wear. Like my wardrobe is just Mizzou clothing, and all the St. Louis guys, first of all, are just bust my chops. Like oh, I thought you guys were all KU fans. That's what I got for the first twenty minutes. But after that, we're all bros, and like the whole time, everyone's like, "We beating Boston College, beating Boston College," and I'm just like cocky as hell. I'm like, dude, we're beating Boston College. Like we're beating Boston College. Like ain't no thing. And then it was a thing, and we lost to Boston College in overtime. <laughs> That's a Mizzou moment. That is a Mizzou moment for yeah. sure. I was getting way too confident about everything. That, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's that fine. Wyoming, Wyoming 2019 Mizzou moment. Oh my god! I know I'm picking all the time up, but I threw a watch party at my house for that game, and in the description I said, "Come over and watch us beat Wyoming's ass." <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, "No!" <laughs> the delete, whole thing. Delete. Delete. <laughs> I was like, like I was like, grab my wife, like, why would this happen to us? Terrible. Well, Maggie, we appreciate you coming on. We know you got uh, some errands to go run, but go ahead and plug yourself where people can find you in case they don't know where you are. Yes, you can find me uh, on Twitter if you don't already follow me on Twitter at Maggie L Johnson. Um, you can also, we're not really recording right now, but you can find our podcast on Spotify. YouTube, 
and Apple Podcasts. It's uh, at the Kansas City Sports Network, and it's Mizzou. That's who. Good show. Everyone right. to it. Good stuff. Gabe's on well, thank there. You. They have to talk him out of being so serious. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on. We, we enjoy it. Thanks for having me, guys. For sure. Enjoy the rest of your night. I will talk to you soon. Go to M I Z. Z O U. There we go. All right. Hey, Brad. Whoa, Whoa. Whoa. we just got hacked. Whoa. That's not what you want to see pop up on your screen. <laughs> that is exactly what I want to see pop up on my screen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the general, the five star general of Mizzou MMA. Brett Sarver, how you doing, buddy? I am doing excellent. How are y'all doing? I'm afraid. Maybe one more intro. Maybe the most hated man in the state of Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, he probably hates me too. He's living down there amongst them. <laughs> no, no. Brett, how uh, are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Good, Surviving good, good. the week. Surviving the week. Good to hear. All right, Skeeter. Um, so. Last time we had John, we didn't, I don't know, I don't think we got into the man, the myth, the legend enough. And that's what I want to do tonight, because, uh, Brett, whether you like it or not, you have become the face of our internet fan base. Like, you are Mizzou on the internet. I'm just a dude that talks way too much crap, and then, for whatever reason, let my face and name be on the internet. Yeah. Uh, that's part of it for sure. Uh, they, de- they definitely that's part of it. All right, so I'm sure it scares me ask, but I'll ask it. Uh, Brett, I I know you personally. We're really good buddies. But tell for the listeners what, uh, how you became a zoo fan because you're not. Um, you, you bounced around a lot as a kid, right? So you weren't always yeah. always here, right? Yeah. So that's actually kind of what led me to becoming a, a Mizzou fan. My dad was a beaker, and I was born in Lawrence. And thankfully, we didn't stay there long. But uh, we moved around growing up about every two years. And we ended up over in uh, Versailles, Missouri, for a couple years. And from there, we went to uh, Red Bay, Alabama. So we get to Alabama, and uh, I had always liked sports and played sports and my best friend there was a uh, was a tide fan so i adopted the tide then just because hey that's what uh my friend was so i'm be fans with him like i remember in class they had like a project and you were either like decorating and cutting out a auburn tiger and coloring it and putting it on the wall or a elephant for alabama and they were like keeping track of how many kids in each class were uh were one of fans the fan of, of each team. Oh my god, that's it was funny. a big thing. Yeah. But uh we moved from Red Bay down to uh Poplar Bluff and this was well before like cell phones were common for kids and all. And so every time we had moved, there's no social media like to keep in contact you're writing letters and I was not much of a letter writer, so <laughs> there was not much content kept. So we got to Missouri, and I was like, well, little, like, fourth-grade Brett Logic said, uh, 
you know, I'm probably going to move here from here before too long, but instead of like just losing all my friendships and all, like I'm going to adopt something from here and that's going to be like just I'm taking that with me and that ended up being uh, Mizzou sports. So I was just like watching sports and I was like, I live in Missouri now again. I see Missouri on the TV. That is my team now. That's so, so cool. So in your the, uh, disappointment of my father. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's cool because uh, Mizzou kind of became your, um, your anchor, something to hold on to. Like you, yeah. you'd bounce around so much as a kid that you really didn't know, you know, they don't have anything that felt yours and normal kind of Mizzou became your, your thing, which is funny again, because your dad is on the opposite side of that. But, uh, yeah. no, I mean, I think that's and really cool. And that's honestly funnier. Like once we moved to Missouri that time, we ended up being there for like 10 years, moved again to another place in Missouri where my family's still at. And they've been there for honestly 10 years and like a month now. So ever since then, my family's been in Missouri, so ever I'm since you adopted the hometown team, that you, was uh, my. <laughs> that's I kept you home. Well, that's awesome, man. We're glad we're glad you're here. We're glad you're on our fan base for sure. And Gotta be scary just, if you are the opposite one. Yeah, just we think. <laughs> yeah, right. Never had. We never had. Brett, you still there? Yeah, yeah you're here. good. I just cut you off. You're good. Okay, well, you were frozen on my end there, case, but uh, just think. Fourth grade year old Brett made a decision to where instead of you being happy with the win season, you could where at eleven win season you would be mad. You know, you you changed your happiness level by leaving Alabama and choosing Mizzou. See, I didn't I didn't think that far ahead, and when I started, like fully paying attention to sports and kind of like keeping track of and having like some sort of knowledge of what's actually going on was probably about a 2005, 2006. So I got there right then, right at the perfect time. And so I was like, you know, this is normal here and Bama hadn't been that great then. So, you could have argued no. that I was making an upgrade then. And you absolutely were. The Brody Crow era was nothing to write you. home about for Bama. Brody Crow was nothing. Not hold. No. God, no. Who well, was it? Jim Moore Jr. back then? The head coach? Yeah, it might have been. Or um, what's his face? Who's Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it might have been Jim Moore Jr. I think you're right. That's pre-Saban. Yeah. Uh. I remember, I remember watching Alabama in the first national championship, the one in the, in the recent area, obviously the one way before that. And the most recent one, when they Colt McCoy for Texas got hurt, like in the first play, and then Alabama just like won on a default. And I remember watching that game, rooting for Bama, being like, "Yeah, man, someone new. I've not seen this team here before. Like this is kind of this is exciting. This is new." And then monkeys Paul curls, and I watched them every championship for like the rest of my life. So. Kind of what happened with uh, Georgia a couple of years ago when they're playing. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, yeah, we want that new team to win. And 
here we are. Well, Clemson was the same way. I remember watching Clemson yeah. in their first one being like, yeah, new team. And honestly, before Clemson got on this recent run, it's kind of they're kind of a fun story because they weren't they weren't much different than Mizzou was. You know no, what I mean? No, they were not good. They were about what we were. Uh, yeah. I've got a book. I've got a Paul Feinbaum book that uh, I bought when we joined the SEC because I was like really gung ho on the SEC stuff. I didn't know that everyone was going to hate us once we got here. Um, but it's funny because it's written right after Mizzou joined. And one of the things it says, it goes, um, it's like Missourians would rather watch Mizzou beat Tennessee than watch the Chiefs lose to the Jets. So, uh, you know, South Carolina's want to watch the Gamecocks destroy Clemson for the tenth time in a row. Not a uh, not you know this something else. And I was like, oh man, that Clemson one didn't hold up. They uh, besides last year, they absolutely have owned the Gamecocks for like the last decade. So that yeah. one fell off pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite Mizzou moment? So probably my favorite moment was uh beating Kansas at Arrowhead in 07 because that was Thanksgiving weekend. We always did a Thanksgiving at a, my grandma's house. So that was my whole family was there. We're all watching the game and I'm there celebrating. My dad sitting there just silent and angry. <laughs> <laughs> then I had uh, some wildcat K-State Wildcat uh, members of the family sitting there probably just booing after every play because they don't like either team. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we sidebar real quick, Skeeter? I'm sorry. Uh, Brett runs tailgate, and he's so graciously brought me in on it. I say I tailgate, but I don't. I just meet up with Brett, and I just help the party go. <laughs> um so everyone that listens to the podcast is always welcome at Brett's tailgate. I say mine, but it's Brett's tailgate. But for the K-State game, which is going to be a big one, Brett, can you explain what that tailgate's going to look like? Because uh, while your dad's a beaker, your family is very purple. Yeah, I've got uh, K-State family. I've got my dad, who's a beaker. And then I guess mom just claims it because of him. Um, Come on, mom. Got an aunt, aunt and uncle that are Razorbacks, and so their family are Razorbacks. And then, pretty sure I still have like one uncle just holding out with a like some random tiny school in Kansas. I don't even know what they are. He's an Emporia <laughs> State. He's an Emporia. What the hell are they called? He's an Emporia State Hornet till he dies. Damn it! Yeah, like it's something. Like sorry, that. I'm going to late school. <laughs> but no, you were telling me because me and you, me and me and Brett text about tailgating about three times a day. Yeah. Um, and you were saying like, hey, get ready. There's going to be a ton of purple at this K State game. And I know on Facebook because when we lost to them, and you like. They were tagging you and just shitting on you after after we lost. So they're gonna they're gonna be there. It's gonna be a battle. That's why we need everyone to come join up so we're not over flooded by Brett's K State family. It's gonna be a gonna be a tall tailgate. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the the early kick kind of makes me upset though. That's stupid. Yeah, I was disappointed in that. I I'm really hoping for it. a three o'clocker on that one. Um. Oh, I got some more stuff. I want to talk to Brett about tailgating on here because we need tailgating is is the coolest. Um, what is your favorite tailgate uh, dish? What's what's your go to tailgate food? 
Dude, I just like burgers. Like, you can't go wrong with a fresh burger. Can't go wrong with a burger. Um, brats, though. We do a lot of brats over there as well. Uh, got the flat top this year. So I bought a I bought a Blackstone. So we're going to have to crank that out and do some stuff on that. Pretty hyped about that this year. All right, Scary, you go back to regular questions. I just want to talk about tailgating for a minute. What? I, I was just going to have everybody that doesn't know, Brett, go and give your burger versus steak take. Mm. I forgot about this. It's not even a hot take. It's just the simple truth. A good burger <laughs> is better than a good steak. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always forget Brett doesn't like steak. That's why it's right, because I wanted to, when he, Brett come, uh, came and hang out a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to go to some steak places, and I was like, well, there's absolutely no reason for that. <laughs> it's not his thing. Um, Brett, why do you think that? I'm just, I'm not a fan. Never have you, been a fan. How do you get your steak cooked? However, like, I've tried so many different steaks from so many different places, and everyone at those places is like, oh, you, you just don't like it because you've not had it cooked right. We'll take care of that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I've heard that spiel before. Oh, my God. Still don't like it. Never. Never have. All right, because, like, my wife wasn't a huge steak fan, but her she'd been getting them, like, uh, like well done her whole life. And then she tried one medium, and she's like, holy crap, this is great. So I was hoping maybe that was it. Um, I don't know. what we'll okay. get you on some deer steak. Yeah, I don't know. Some uh, backstrap? Yeah. I'm pretty good. Do you like yeah. s- smash burgers, or do you like, like, a giant thick burger better? Um, depends. No, give me an answer. (laughs) (laughs) Give me an answer, Brett. (laughs) I have no opinion. All right, what's your favorite burger place? Barna, Columbia, everywhere, anywhere. Shoot, I keep going to that 1839 across the road from me. Holy crap. Yeah, plug 1839. You are their best customer by far. It's like I'm there not as often as I wish I was because... That costs money, but daggum, that is a good burger. Eighteen thirty nine. If anyone from this like hears this, you need to give Brett a sponsorship. Uh, I've eaten there numerous times, only because Brett's like, that's where we're going. That's the spot. That's where we are. That's where we need to go. And I haven't led you wrong. No, it's times. it's actually really good. It's a really good spot. Um, Post game, South Dakota. That's where we're going. We're gonna go there, and then we're gonna stumble back to your apartment. That's the plan. It's a good spot to stumble from absolutely yeah, really <laughs> close to it um, all right brett your least favorite mizzou moment like the the one that cuts the deepest see i'm honestly not sure if i have one like there's no sort of mizzou pain like so engraved in my memory that uh that 2012 team lost in the tournament when I was at a golf practice, so I still haven't even, like, seen that game. I just had someone come up to me and was like, can you believe that? And I was like, what happened? Showed me the score, and I'm like, no, 
I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. You see that? Yeah, you have no reason to watch it. Don't ever go back. <laughs> never be proven wrong. No one can give me proof that we lost that game. Yeah, no reason um, to. The way we lost to Auburn last year was so just incredibly stupid that it was more comedic than anything. Like We pissed off the football gods that day. Yeah, it was like there is obviously something else working against us here, so there's there's no point in being mad about it. I'm just going to watch it happen and laugh. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, my God, absolutely. And so, so yeah. So your, your tweets to where you're – Mr. Optimistic actually is you in real life. It's not Sar. Yeah, no, that's 100% how I like think and view things. Like, I don't want to, I don't have any interest in someone telling me, like, here are the 50 different reasons we're going to lose to South Dakota. Like, <laughs> I, I have no need to listen to that. That just annoys me more than anything. Like, purposefully trying to find reasons that something's going to go wrong like that's just i'm looking at and the way i see things is if you're going to get to whatever goal you have what steps do you need to have happen to get you there and so that's just how i'm always viewing and interpreting stuff like when it comes to how I view the programs or anything like that. I mean, honestly, that's, uh, I know some folks, some folks give you a lot of crap about that. Even, um, I think Mazodcast has mentioned you once or twice as being too pot and power Mizzou. There's posters on there who don't, don't like you because of that. Uh, but I'll be honest in this extremely pessimistic fan base. We're a part of, you are, uh, you're kind of a, you're a nice change of pace. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of light. Beacon of light, I do. I really respect your stuff. What you say, Brett, and your trolling is great. A, um, you got picked up by some. You pulled up on my Facebook one day, like some random college football kind of Facebook had taken your uh, your troll of uh, SEC predictions and was like, "Mizzou fans are crazy." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like I, I don't even remember who sent that to me. Someone just sent that to me and was like, "Well, look, you made it here." I was like, <laughs> "I don't even." No, like, you. You are a huge personality for us. It's 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 kind of crazy, um, but no, I, like I was saying, it's sometimes we need some more positive fans in our fan base because man, we can get we can get real pessimistic real fast as a as a whole group. There, we but have like I, one punt in a game in the first quarter, and you have oh, like it's over. ADDMs like blowing up every group chat you're in, talking about how the coach needs to be fired. Like, yeah, calm down, guys. It's Still have a game being played. And, that uh, sounds like a healthier relationship with sports than what I have endured in my lifetime. I need to take the lessons. I feel like I feel like part of me roots for Drinkwitz to succeed for two reasons, and one is because I want to prove everyone in their own fan base wrong. But also, how fun is it going to be when Drinkwitz is being snarky and we're winning? Like, if we win 10 games and he's that snarky jerk in those press conferences, like, it's going to be so much fun to watch other fan bases get, like, upset about this. Oh, yeah. Like, I love that about I him. I can't like, it's, <laughs> wait for that. It's the perfect personality for a Missouri football coach. Well, I, yeah, like, I agree. 
no one cares about Mizzou and everyone would just want to like push you over to the side. You need someone who is very open about the fact that they don't really care what everyone else thinks or how they view like what your program should be and is going to try and like build it up to compete with everyone. Right. And God bless Pinkle, but he was like super like, what's the term I'm looking for? He just let everything like slide on and slide off. You know what I mean? He just did his talking on the field, which is cool. But man, like I get upset as a Mizzou fan that we get like left out of every conversation and kind of crapped on. And then you know, Drinkwitz gets one coach has one bad thing about him, then puts a Darth Vader mask on. The next time we beat him, he comes out the lightsaber in his press yeah. conference. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like I get that. Like, I respect that because man, I feel I feel like we're constantly getting you know disrespected, and he does too. He takes that personally. He's not just like, yeah. oh, it is what it is. I feel like he represents our. I feel like he represents like kind of the fan base well, and. I know a lot of folks are kind of off the Drinkwitz bandwagon right now, but he's still my guy. I'm still riding with him, man. Like, I think I, – I just want him to succeed so damn bad. Oh, yeah. It would be so much fun to just watch him go off. Like, especially after you have guys just completely misrepresenting things that he says and just oh. putting that out there. Like, Yeah. You wouldn't do that to Nick Saban. No. Like, you, it's obviously Hell. like a – you just don't respect yeah. him. And Brett, let's I go would... down the ladder. They wouldn't do it to Billy Napier. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, Sab- Saban's, you know, up here at the SEC. Let's go down, like, mid-rung. They wouldn't do it to him. They respect him so little, they pull that crap. You know what I mean? They know yeah. they can get clicks. Yeah. They know they can get all the Tennessees, the Arkies, the Floridas, the world to be like, oh, Drinkwood sucks, she's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Because the, the Arkansas AD said something much worse to that effect about NIL, and it got, like, a hundred retweets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just it's just obvious that you can get clicks from crapping on them. It's fun to crap on Mizzou, and uh, we've got we got to do some winning to really shut them shut them up. Because even our players were coming to drinks defense during that. Like even like guys like Realist and Carnell were like, "Whoa, this is this is not all he said." You know what would be awesome if they did the national championship trophy like the Stanley Cup. And each member gets it a day in their hometown, and Trinkwitz <laughs> brings that down here to Alma, Arkansas, twenty <laughs> minutes from me, and totes it around and throws it in front of all the hog fans' face. That would be epic. That would be great. I'm not sure that town would exist after that day. It might not. <laughs> it might not. It might be a nuclear war zone at that point. Which, to be fair, to me. I mean. All good college rivalries start with burning a town down. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, they do. Okay, um, Brett, you get to pick one national championship for Mizzou. What sport you pick in and why? Um, I'd want to say football, but I'm going to say basketball. For a couple reasons. One, it's that run of games throughout the entire tournament. Like, that's an experience. Whereas college football, it's kind of spread out a bit more. College basketball, you hit the tourney and it's winning a couple games on a weekend. And then the anxiety builds all week. You do it again. And then suddenly you're in, like, 
completely uncharted territory and cases over there like crying on his couch on the verge of a mental breakdown for a week. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real thing. I don't know. <laughs> then you get the uh, the one shining moment video after. Like, those are always very full of the uh, the winning team. And I think just getting a bunch of, like, really good Mizzou moments in that would be a lot of fun to look back on because college football doesn't really no other sports really have something like that where it kind of covers the uh run there and those are always fun videos i think to go back and look on and see what teams were doing what runs and where all these random players that you're suddenly seeing in the nba like appear in them yeah so, and you make a good point. You get like so much more of it. College basketball is uh, it's fun because that run in the playoffs is like a thing everyone everywhere is a part of. Like you go to every bar and they have that turned on. That's what everyone's glued onto. Every game is just going throughout. It's much more group experience. Well, it feels like college football. So what you win, you play your your conference title game, and you play one playoff game, and you play another one. And it yeah. seems like much more individualized, boom, 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 as the the whole thing. It's just it's, it's a bigger experience. You're right. It's a lot of fun. I totally get that. Someone, someone, uh, one of my customers and told me he's a big Mizzou fan. And this is back when the year after the Porter, when Michael Porter came, got hurt, and then we you know lost. And he was like, "Man, we got to get back to playing a March March Madness quite a bit because he goes, there's nothing more fun." Than just hanging out with your buddies all day, watching basketball, waiting for your team's basketball game, and then watching more basketball after that. And that is something. Uh, bowl, now, bowl season is a ton of fun. I love bowl season, but those games are, you know, some mean more than others. Those games, yeah. everything means the same, and you're just, everything's on the line every game. So I get totally what you mean on that one. Yeah, those were like growing up, I would, there was probably like a four or five year streak where I would uh, make myself sick. And miss school with like <laughs> stomach flu or some nonsense for yeah. a week. And it was either conference championship week or the first couple rounds of March Madness. And I was not at school during that. I was laying on the couch at home watching as much basketball as I could. So I'll tell you something fun about being a student at Kearney when I was there was um, my, in eighth grade, my social studies teacher was uh, Mr. Nutter. Mr. Nutter had just played at, he played at Mizzou during the Brad Smith era at safety. And um, we were in like these weird pod things. So they mixed up like a third of all eighth graders in like these pods in the, in the, the wings and stuff. And um, teacher Crossway in a pod, she was English teacher and she went to KU. And both teams were in March Madness and you could go and they would let you switch classes because they would have their respective team game on on the projector on either one. So if you're a Mizzou fan, you go in Mr. Nutter's class and do your study hall time, watch the game. And if you were a KU fan, you'd go over there. And we just had kids like shifting back and forth to where they would go. And I remember that being so much fun that they would like let us go around and wa- like watch the games like that. So on the border over here, there's some kind of fun stuff you do, but we had to skip school. They didn't want to skip in school, but they, they did let us watch the games while we were at school. Yeah. We took a, my dad pulled me out of school 
and we went down to the Big 12 championship when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. So I'd miss like two days of school to just go watch college basketball. So oh yeah, that was a good time. I that's the one thing I miss about Mizzou being in the Big 12 was not having that so close to my backyard. If the Big 12 ever screws around and puts it in Texas, then I think the SEC needs to jump on it and put it in Kansas City for a year. That'd be a lot of fun. I think that'd be so much fun. And I I mean, Arkansas well, fans love it, too. They're, they That's easy travel for them. Arkansas and Mizzou would have a good little jo- – Oh, and Oklahoma, too. Oklahoma and Texas would have a good uh, angle yeah. at it as well. Makes yeah, more and more sense, them Put that on a uh, rotating thing where you go through and hit all the major cities, go like – New Orleans, uh, back down to Orlando, Nashville, St. Louis, Kansas City. Hit Dallas. Yeah. Oklahoma City. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones for sure. Okay, Brett. My next question for you. Uh, this past basketball season, we, we got the success uh, that the program hadn't seen in a long time, but it translated into Twitter and this thing called Mizzou MMA. Uh, came on and you were on I would guess 50% of the memes and gifs and videos give me your your top three favorite from this past year on the MMA um I don't know if I can the one (laughs) the one meme from the entire season that will always crack me up is the uh you just made a Mabor mistake like that kills me every time i love that you just made a Mabor mistake it's hilarious (laughs) um yeah i don't remember any of the others i like the one of noah carter with a giant fish and it says uh noah just caught this w (laughs) that's my personal favorite the uh after Kobe took that shot to his eye in one of those home games, and people turned that into a meme. <laughs> when we did the pirate thing for the whole the, like yeah. South Carolina said pirate memes versus Kobe, the entire thing that it was, was pretty fun. Like how quickly people just come up with stuff makes it so fun. Yeah, the MMA that, is great at that. They're memeing like his eye as the game's going on. Oh yeah, so it's they're... just it adds something else to. An already fun experience of watching the game is you open up a group chat and you've got like all this random bullcrap being thrown around and you're just laughing at it like it's a good time. Absolutely, absolutely. Skeeter made a lot of like uh, team friendly ones that weren't like super offensive, and the, the the team used those a lot because some of the ones we were putting out there were just like really like vulgar. <laughs> they couldn't <Yeah>. use. <laughs> <laughs> try try to be somewhat friend uh family friendly here yeah uh, you sure were yeah what okay talking about kobe brown and basketball being big to you tomorrow night's nba draft uh, what will be brown meant to you as a mizzou tiger going into the league what was that? What does Kobe Brown represent to you as a Mizzou Tiger league? I think he's just like, 
I think it's one of those just really seemingly rare nowadays with the portal opening up. Like, I don't think a lot of players kind of understand the fans' perspective. They're able to kind of move around and they can go wherever and it really doesn't matter to them. Whereas we're here this year, we're going to be here in 10 years. We've been here 10 years before. Like we're very invested in the program and the team. And you'll have players that just don't really either care for that or understand that. And they just leave, go elsewhere. And so it makes it even more like special to see Kobe go up and whenever he gets his name called, uh, he's going to have a whole bunch of fans all over the state that are going to then be rooting for that team because of him. Because he stayed here even when it wasn't like everything wasn't going well. He's been yep. a couple uh, couple different NCAA tourney trips and uh, he gave people the chance to kind of like emotionally invest into him as a player and a person. Yeah. Because he didn't leave. Like he stayed here and gave people the opportunity to embrace him and cheer for him. And so that's going to be something that's going to follow him wherever he goes in the NBA. And then people are going to be love to see him anytime he comes back home. Like, I think that's something special there to see. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Do you have a dream landing spot for him? I don't know enough about all the team's, like, needs and styles to say this is where I think he'd be the best fit at. But for whatever reason, after he declared and I was thinking, I was like, I've convinced myself he's going to end up in Portland. So I'm just rolling with that. He's going to be the missing piece to go get Dame a ring. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you can go up there. Um, man, I was really hoping he'd end up in, hoping he ends up in Oklahoma City. I've seen that at a few picks in the second round. I just like the Thunder. I think that would be fun to root for them. Really easy drive from River and watch him. One more time, Skeeter. So that's a real easy drive for me to go over and watch them. Yeah, you're pretty. You went to a Thunder game this year, right? You're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. 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 Probably the easiest drive for you too. Oh, for me, yeah, absolutely. I've not been to a Thunder game yet, but I think that's probably easiest. Minnesota's pretty easy drive too, but we'll see. I go see Kobe. I I go watch Kobe play. Well, Case, okay, do you have anything else for Brett? I do have one more thing. Brett is starting something called Fan Sided, and I would like him to explain what it is, uh, give us details of how to reach it, and um, just talk a little bit about it because it's a really cool thing. And I want Brett to pitch it real quick. So it's fan fueled. Fan fueled. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's going to be fan fueled sports, and once there are a few details that we're working out right now. But once we get those clear, I'll come back on the show and share everything. Because right now I want to make sure 
that I get the actual right stuff out to yeah. people. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to give like a general idea of what the idea is going to be though? Because it is um, cool. I don't know how much you can share. I don't know how much you can share right now about contracts and all stuff, but I, I, th- I think it's a good concept. So it's just going to be a new, a new and unique way to kind of bring fans and athletes, basically the Mizzou community, uh, together, and also provide a uh, provide a bit of a service to everyone that's a part of it, and. Once we get all the details straightened out on the back end, I'll come back in. Okay. Give the whole spiel. For sure. I don't want to get you in trouble or anything, but I think it's cool. And fan-fueled, keep it in your minds, guys. It's going to be a really cool thing. He's kind of shared me some more stuff on there. I don't know what I can share, but it's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. Brett, favorite outdoor activity. we got to ask that before you go. My favorite outdoor activity is going inside. <laughs> that moment, like, right when you hit the doorway, you're inside. The air is cool again. Not, like, sneezing at everything. Like, it's perfect. It is hot I, right now, though. I get that right now. I figured you'd say tailgating or being in the stands at Pro. Those are a close second and third. But <laughs> if I could just, like, tailgate inside... Be, be perfect. <laughs> uh, what a dome! Bro is domed. <laughs> just a tailgating dome. Yeah, yeah, just just over the parking lot. Can I tailgate in Hearn Center? There's an idea. All right, just pull the pickup in Hearn Center. I mean, no. stuff has been driven into Mizzou Arena before. Yes, my wife went to high school with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Uh, Brett, go ahead and plug yourself for people to find you. Um, let me actually check. At Tarver35, I think, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, I Sometimes think I know what it's, it was off my head. It's at bsarver35. Had to check because most of the times when I'm not taking myself too seriously it's at the big bs but we're not that this time (laughs) (laughs) uh you coming on uh on the talk i don't know what skier just said um he's kind of disappeared he's disappeared (laughs) i think what skier was trying to say was thank you for coming on we really enjoyed talking to you about mizzou and your fandom and uh, your whole kind of grip you have on the social media world of Mizzou sports. Hey, back skater. Yeah, there you are. You got you it. Finish. I got it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um. Well, hopefully next week we we have Cole back on. But for now, do you want to finish out the Miz? Z O U. All right. Go Tigers. Sure. Sure.